Good morning. It is July 16th, Monday, page 13, Some Monument to Last, celebrating 10 years since I self-published this story, a miracle for me. I hope it blesses others. I always wanted to be a news reporter to affect change and influence people. When I have the opportunity to speak to young people about getting into the business, I show them a video produced by the National Association of Hispanic Journalists. In the presentation, a journalist talks about having to know your background, where you came from, so that you can ring with credibility. Every time we came to that point in the video, I cringed with agony. I was 24 and had never seen a picture of my biological father. Not knowing what my father looked like tore at the, fi the very fiber of my being. Who was I? Who was he? Where did he come from? I knew I had been ripped off and I was angry. After interviewing Walter Cronkite, I watched the crowd and thanked God for the opportunity... I was now even more excited about flying to Nashville for the job interview. I was sure it was mine. All of a sudden, I saw an elderly man using a walker to get to his table. As he passed me, I saw his name tag Preston. We made eye contact, and I leaned toward him. You know, you and I share the same last name. He answered, I know, perhaps we should sit down someday and find out if we're related. I'm not certain, but I must have given him my business card. I said, sure, that'd be great. Give me a call. Preston was the longtime accountant for the Corpus Christi CBS affiliate station and a friend of its owner, Colonel Van Kennedy. After our conversation, I made my way back to the station to put my story together. At the time, I thought it was just another dead-end meeting with a Doty. I had a habit of looking up the last name Doty in every phone book I got my hands on. I still do this today. I remember seeing Preston's name when I first moved to the sparkling city by the bay, but by then I was giving up and starting to believe I'd never find the people related to me. And that right there is why I wrote this book, because if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in life, you will find what you're looking for. And it was such a pleasure to meet Walter, I mean, to meet Walter Cronkite, of course, and then to meet my great uncle right after that interview, uh, which led to me learning about my family history all the way back to possibly the Mayflower, but there's a missing link there but certainly back to 1755 in America. And now I'm working in the crossroads, and one of the counties we cover is Refurio, which is where my third great-grandfather was the sheriff uh, of Refurio. And so Whit Johnson, an ABC reporter, just found out that his father had a brother or two brothers because he did 23andMe, the genial, uh, or genetic testing DNA, to learn more about your genealogy. Uh, I've not done that yet. I want to do that. It's on my list, um, because I think it's interesting. Over the years, everything's been in black and white, paper trails, and some websites. <clears throat> but there's a lot of questions still in my family history. So... Hopefully I'll do that soon and learn so much more. Um, so anyway, have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. All right, celebrating some monument to last, page 14. 
Once at the health club, a man told me his stepson was named James Doty. We exchanged a few names and nothing clicked, so I said, I don't know. Another time at the Nueces County Courthouse, a man asked me if I was related to the Dotys who pioneered South Texas. I answered no, as if I really knew. In the far back of my mind, I knew being on television was my way of getting my name out to people hoping to be found. Surely someone would come forward to say, oh yes, you're John's grandson, Doug's son, and this is what our name stands for. After I found my family, my second cousin in Corpus Christi once joked they had seen me on TV but were afraid to find out who I was. They were concerned their father, James Moses Doty, had had a child from an affair, but they joked, surely he wouldn't name him after himself. The interview in Nashville was like all the others. Management wanted an Hispanic to represent the growing Latino population. My agent had already told me the station wanted me to change my last name to Munoz, which is my mother's maiden name. I refused, hoping one day I would be discovered by Doty family members. The interview was terrible. I said too much and came across as too confident. At the time, I felt good about the interview, but when I wasn't offered the job, I had to take a closer look to realize there was nothing redeeming about my presentation. I didn't get the job, my agent was upset, and I was stuck in Corpus Christi. The day before Thanksgiving 2000, I received this message on the phone. This is Preston Doty calling for James Doty. Please call me back at his phone number. Thank you. When I returned the call, Preston invited me to dinner. I was working nights, so we bumped it up to lunch. I thought this 87-year-old man is lonely and has decided this young reporter will make great company. Yet I knew God was working in my life and it was and was in control of my every day. Um, one of the things that's... I know why I didn't get that job in Nashville, um, possibly. Um... And I'm thankful today that I do know my family history and that we did pioneer South Texas and we come from Rockport and Tuscaloosa, Alabama and Refurio and many South Texas towns. And we're still here. Uh, changing my name was always difficult. Um, when I tried to change it back to Doty while starting here in Victoria, my main boss, uh, the general manager, suggested I stick with Munoz, and here we are. I'm fine with it. I don't try to think too much about it anymore. Um, and that phone call that Preston made, I'm so thankful that he called me and reached out to me and that we were able to meet. Um, I've met a lot of cousins and family members, and uh, it's been a blessing to um to meet them and to know them, but we're not like close or bonded or anything. We just keep in touch, you know, like good friends, but we're related as family up the line. One of the sad things that sticks out about that Nashville interview is I interviewed at the station where Oprah Winfrey worked. And when I went to do my drug test, uh, one of the guys there got to talking to me and he was joking and somehow he got talking about this is where Oprah was from, Nashville or had worked there, and um, he said, um, what would Oprah be, or where would Oprah be if she were white today? And he said, in a trailer park. And so he was basically saying that she was only uh, where she was because she was black, perhaps. I didn't get it, but I really shrugged him off and let him know that I didn't think it was appropriate. Um, and this was way back in 2000. 
So anyway, that's just something that sticks out about the Nashville um, interview. And, um, you know, I've come to discover that when I'm rejected for a job, that God's in control. He knows where I'm going to work and where I'm going to be, and I can rest in that um, promise. Uh, that's about it. Um, I'm taking the weight loss drug Contrave. Um, it's made me feel a little out of sorts, uh, dry mouth, um, still eating, you know, normal, nothing big there. Um, but I've only been taking it for a few weeks. Um, but I'm hopeful that I can get my weight under control. I think I'm at 321. My highest ever was 341. And I'd like to get down to 275. Um, certainly 255 would be great. So I'm planning to head to the gym today for a light walk. I don't overdo it anymore. My body hurts. Um, sometimes just getting old. Um, but anyway, we move forward. And I'm hopeful that we will see better days. You know, I think what we're seeing today, the divisiveness, uh, it can be uh, overwhelming, it can be sad, uh, but we have to focus on the truth and the promises that uh, everything's going to be okay and that um, all the back and forth is just a small part of the great things that are happening on this planet and the great people that are on this planet and that those that are pursuing evil and hate and lies that they would be convicted by the Holy Spirit and rooted out um, and not live long um, because I think we are all here to help each other out and do good. All right, have a great day and a good weekend. Bye now. It is Saturday, August 25th, 2018, a year ago. Around 8.30 p.m. on this evening, we had Hurricane Harvey hit the Texas coast, mostly Rockport, all the way up 250 miles to Houston and Beaumont, causing a lot of damage, $125 billion in damage, taking 107 lives. And today we're having an event at De Leon Plaza in Victoria to remember Hurricane Harvey. There's still so many people suffering. Uh, today the Catholic community in Hallettsville is uh, saying goodbye to Bishop Grauman. Charles Grauman, he was 87, met Mother Teresa, met several of the popes or two of the popes, and served the Texas area for many, many years. I got really sick this week. I took a prescription diet medication, and I had uh, already upped the dose to two pills in the morning, and I was supposed to do two pills in the evening. Well, I took the morning pill with just avocado and fruit, and you're supposed to eat it with a meal, and I guess that wasn't enough meal, so I got really sick. Um, anxiety, nausea, throwing up, sweating, um, just was not good. Constipation, 
so I stopped taking them and it's just not worth it and I've tried so many times I should know better not to try that again today I went to a health store and got uh, simple chicken rice and uh, broccoli which I love broccoli I just don't like making it and I don't like it in the plastic frozen bag and I don't like putting it in the microwave I prefer it steamed or boiled and I had uh, bought a fat bomb there, which are pretty tasty. They almost taste kind of bread-like. And then I had a smoothie with probiotics. I had watermelon. And I had uh, lemon and turmeric drink, which was pretty good. A little shot, healthy shot. Um, so that's progress because, you know, this week, since I got off the diet medication, which was making me less hungry... I ate a little more than usual this week coming off of that medication. Um, so progress, not perfection, and we move forward. So an interesting thing happened today. I'm trying to downsize all of my belongings and be a minimalist and get rid of things and weight and items I don't need. And so I took a handful of movies, like maybe 12 or 13. Uh, DVDs that I no longer use and I was going to donate them and I thought well let me take them to the pawn shop see if I can get five bucks or something so I'm standing in line it's early 9.30 it opened at 9 there's already a lot of people there shopping and selling and there was an elderly woman there with a, a young man and her husband it was probably her grandson and she had a DVD v, uh, VCR type cord and she was trying to trade it in or sell it or do something to uh, get money or fix a loan or something. But then she also was in a walker and she um, sold that to them or loaned it to them for $10. And so I'm checking out with the guy and he doesn't take like four of my movies so I say well you can just keep them and he gives me two dollars for my movie so this other lady's there watching and she's like watches the lady walk out of the store without her walker and she really needs her walker so her husband's kind of helping her out and the grandson is clueless you know he doesn't skip a beat he's not aware that you know times are tough or things are down because grandma is there taking care of him and he just thinks they're at the store or whatever. So um, the lady intervenes and says, well, can I just give y'all $10 and let her take her walker? And the customer service guy says, well, yeah, but it's going to be $12 now and we only take cash. So she went and got the lady and she says, well, I'll go get some cash. And, um, you know, so I lay down my $2. I say, well, here's $2 and here's some movies if you want them and the lady just starts crying and then the other lady's like you know god is good god is good and so i'm just looking around seeing if they have anything of interest and then i leave um but it was a beautiful thing to see the lady intervene and a reminder that there's always someone hurting more than you are and um you know, for me, things are pretty tight, pretty tough. 
for my family. They're pretty tight. They're pretty tough. And it's always been a struggle. And it's unfortunate, you know, and I, I feel like um, people who are blessed and um, can help others, um, I pray that they are able to help people more and give not to just agencies and nonprofits and buildings and huge projects, but all those people that are hurting at the bottom. You know, on every corner here, there's a lot of panhandlers, a lot of people down and out, a lot of people hurting. So I pray that that lady is blessed and healed and that that little boy that was with her, that, you know, he has every opportunity in the war world. Um, he seemed bright and happy and, you know, capable of anything. And despite discrimination and being less fortunate and things like that, that might be against him, I pray that those are torn down and, and not a problem for this next generation coming up as minorities. Um, also, last night I went with a friend to see Crazy Rich Asians, and I was reading an article or a tweet about how the uh, power of representation was hitting a lot of Asians pretty hard, that they were so proud that there was an entire movie without many of the stereotypes um, and they were just it was just a story but it was among the Asian community and I thought wow we've yet to do that with Hispanics and um, we now represent more than 50% of the student population in Texas and so I pray that our time is coming too and that we're represented in news and in entertainment and in music and uh, that maybe one day we'll be on the big screen, the silver screen with a cast of entire Hispanics and there's no stereotypes but they're normal people uh, with normal accents. Um, so anyway, that's kind of where I'm at today. I have two events later on today, so I'm going to take a quick nap and pray that there is a better day and that we always have hope. And I was reminded at this pawn shop that I'm so thankful, and I read this somewhere, it's not my stuff, it's a quote from someone else, that we have two arms, one to help myself and one to help someone else. And I know that uh, giving that lady $2 is nothing. Uh, I wish I could do more, but it felt good to be able to see something and to be a part of it and then to see that beautiful lady intervene and get that woman her walker. And so she walked out of there with her walker and her $10 back in her pocket. And I guess 12 with my $2. So also, you know, when we eat, or buy food that we always feed someone else at the same time. I know Mother Teresa's mother told her to not ever eat without feeding someone else, and what a concept. All right, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.